Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Roche is here. I am here. And that's a really good job there, Alex. That's a great introduction to the pod. Well done. <laughs> Bernie is here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Mohamed is here. Regretfully, I am here. <laughs> You'll live. You'll live. Just about. Uh, guys, it's been uh, a few weeks without football now. Um, we will get very shortly into how some players are managing to stay occupied. Uh, but how, how are you all doing uh, personally with, with missing football? Uh, Roche, let's start with you. Well, how, That's a great how, point you bring up, Alex. That's an absolutely fantastic point that you bring up. And I couldn't have asked for a better question to start up. Um, I think I've been doing a great job at uh, handling my uh, personal, personal time. I think there's a lot of personal time right now, and uh, I've just been managing it the best I ever can. And um, I think it's the best in the world, the uh, personal time management that I've been doing. So um, I'd say the rest of the posh, uh, Kosh boys will struggle to beat my personal time amazing records. Mm-hmm. Sounds, sounds a little bit like Miga, make isolation great again. Mm-hmm. Can I say that Rache is trying to do a Trump impression, but all I hear is Jose Mourinho. I don't know about the rest of you guys. <laughs> well, they're very similar characters. Maybe that's why. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just to clarify Bernie's point, um, yes, I did try to uh, apply the theme. I am definitely not a supporter by any means, but just the, I thought it was hilarious how he thinks he's done a great job every 30 oh. seconds. And, and uh, I wanted to pass on the positive vibes, I guess. You know what, you know what they say about imitation? Serious form of flattery. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, it's time for me to kill myself. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Speaking of, okay. Uh, Alex, who's next that you're going to ask this question to? I kind of want to give Roche another opportunity to be Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. Bernie, what are you doing to cope with the lack of football? Uh, What am I doing to handle this? I'm actually trying to ignore football. I'm trying to ignore that football exists. It, it helps. It helps with, with the pain. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm not watching much football highlights or any of that, or on football Twitter. Well, football Twitter, yes, I'm on. I laugh at people like Kyle Walker, but except for that, I'm trying to stay away as much as I can. Spoilers, Bernie. Spoilers. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I understand that point of view. I find it very hard to uh, to leave, to be honest. Though, like, I I just like find myself uh, and Mohamed. I, I think you're the same. Just like watching any football on youtube old stuff recent stuff just anything just it's like a craving i just need to to fill it somehow yeah it's um i'm actually finding a lot of uh, also the youtube content providers have been getting more creative obviously because they know you know there's a lot of space there to kind of uh, fill and um they've done a really good job like i told you guys about that uh, whatever when football becomes art um collection that one of the YouTubers is making it's brilliant. It's got like a you know he just picks a player or whatever and he he creates his ten minute videos. I'm watching that. I'm watching all of the Premier League best goals of the season, which are like fantastic half hour videos. They're not just you know they're not just the top ten. It's like a good whatever could be thirty goals from that season. And I'm going back to like the two thousands and it's it's fantastic. It's it's keeping me busy. And those guys have all done great jobs in creating all those videos for us. <laughs> Monad, who, uh, when you were watching those videos, has anyone stood out 
or anyone you've been reminded of that you'd forgotten about? For oh, me, man. it's Lee Hendry. Lee Hendry's <laughs> one. Is it Kasami from Fulham? Yes. Didn't um, he score that one goal the season candidate? That the absolute howitzer from the corner side. Yes, sir. It, he he took it on, on his chest on the run and then without like without breaking stride, top court. Like it's like the crouch one, but with the chest first. Oh. And it's yeah. Him. I, There's also that Chelsea defender that had one name. Well, he's not Alex. Famous. No, 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 no. Bad guy, <laughs> Alex. Um, anyways, I'm not going to remember, but when I saw him, I was like, oh my God, this guy. So yeah, these videos have always been about like, wow, these, you know, in Zogbia, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've been doing anything much different from 100. I've seen some of those videos with the, you know, the top goals of the season from like, you know, 07, 08 or, you know, 13, 14. But, um, you know, I did watch in particular, the Luis Suarez peak years when he was at Liverpool and then his first season at Barcelona. And uh, I think that there was definitely a time that he was the best striker in the world, like, hands down. I don't think anyone was touching him. And um, Can I ask you a question on, really... on Luis Suarez, just to interrupt you? We'll, we'll probably get to what we're going to talk about, but which yeah. Suarez do you prefer? Liverpool Suarez, like that 31-goal season, um, or peak Suarez Barcelona? Uh, yeah, um, that's a that's a good question because you know on one hand the Liverpool Suarez was more of an individual player, and um, the uh, the MSN Barcelona obviously the MSN is you know he's part of a trident in the in the attack. Um, so I I would have to say if you were gonna say um, for like how he carried the team I'd have to give it to the Liverpool Suarez, but if if it comes to like creativity and you know all that player football it has to go to the MSN Suarez. So there's kind of two answers. So. Yeah. Wow. Monty, what's that thing you say about Not, fences and asses? Oh, about like <laughs> wooden spikes, wooden whatever out of your ass. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a, he's right. Like it's, you know, you, if you're only asking about the individual, it cannot, can only be Liverpool Swart. Like he was the best player in the league, the best striker in the world, you know, bar Messi and Ronaldo, he was probably the best that one season as well. Like he was phenomenal for Liverpool, like unreal, just unreal. And then when he went to Barca, he just became more pragmatic, right? He was stats and he was winning trophies. So, you know, there's two different points in his career, really. It was also a massive jump um, from a mentality point of view because he had, well, he'd been at Ajax where he probably won stuff. Although, to be honest, it's not guaranteed because Ajax went through a weird spell where they didn't. Um, but then at Liverpool, he won, what, the League Cup with Kenny Dalglish? And that probably would have been it. Um, to then jump to Barcelona where you're expected to win everything. And not only that, like personally, that's when all the shit stopped. He, you know, when he was at Liverpool, you always felt like at any moment he might screw up, bite someone, obviously, you know, get himself sent off, something off the field. He went to Barca, it all stopped. It's like he went into that transfer meeting or whatever. And, uh, and, and the Barcelona directors were like, we will fuck you up if you mess up. Was Barcelona Actually, that, that's exactly what they did. I distinctly recall that they put an anti-biting clause into his contract. <laughs> um, but yeah, actually, just to add to your, I mean, they won the League Cup under Doug Leash. Um, I forgot about that, to be honest. But I do remember them almost winning the league if it wasn't for Chris Stan Bull. So yep. that was, you know, I think that taking that Liverpool team that, that I think finished the previous season in seventh place and the season after that in seventh place, uh, just taking them to almost winning the league was uh, a great achievement. And that was I mean, his peak year. I mean, as much as we want to give 
uh, Crystal Palace credit, you know, we have to give Steve Gerrard, Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> his it us. He gave it to Dem. Dem Baba. Steve, Steve Gerrard. Gerard. Steve Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> that song gives me so much joy. Um, I don't know how we still have any Liverpool listeners to this podcast. All we do is like, I mean, to be fair, we banter them so hard, but then when we get serious, we say how brilliant they are. But yeah, of course, it still seems unbalanced. <laughs> it it does a little. Um, okay, shall we get into the uh, the planned content? Yes. So t- speaking of uh, of how how we're using our time and and how we're getting through not having football, um, some players ha- have made some interesting choices. You know, most of them are sitting around at home watching Netflix, playing with their children, kicking a ball around, doing silly challenges. Kyle Walker is planning uh, orgies with hookers, and then it's being exposed to the newspapers. It's an interesting way to to go about his life. Well. Roche, I think earlier in the uh, in the week, brought up a really good question of um, what does coronavirus mean for the porn industry? And I think this kind of covers it a little bit. It, it, it seems to have not halted it one bit. Um, porn. Yeah, this, is, this is a very different industry, but yeah. This is also not say, where I thought this saying, was going to go. Roche was thinking about it from like a contact point of view, you know? Well, right, yeah. Um, like an isolation point of view. So, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's weird how I don't mind that he wants to do this. Like, I, I'm not his dad. Like, I'm not going to tell him what and what not to do. My only issue is like, that's, you're referring to Kyle Walker, not me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just to specify. Yeah. But Kyle Walker, like, why would he think this would not come out? Like, I just don't get it. Unless he planned for those two women. Okay. So if anyone hasn't seen the story, basically he invited two, uh, escorts over to his house um and whatever they had fun for a night and they left the next day maybe he was planning on convincing them to stay with him for the duration of the lockdown uh, and therefore you know the story wouldn't get out at least for a while well also they do say to isolate with those around you so you know technically he wouldn't be doing anything wrong yeah but how did how did he how does he know that they don't have the virus? Like, did he get their medical records? Did they do a test ahead of time? Does he have a home test kit? He's got to do something to ensure that he's not compromised. Here. That's funny. Well, that, that's exactly the point. So, like, he's, he's, he's gone to the risk of being with someone who might have the virus. Um, and, you know, he's basically decided it's worth it. I mean, he's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to I'm gonna need photos to to make that decision too. <laughs> uh, they, they are in the sun. Actually? Yeah, man. Oh, of course. Uh, let's <laughs> like give it course. a let's give it a quick Google. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we're doing this in real time, are we? Like? Page, page three. I, I have to say, um, you know, Maud, uh, I I did throw that question out there, but I wasn't around long enough to see if there was any discussion around it. But now the fact that it'll come up now just kind of shows that. Maybe Mohammed was really thinking about it for the whole week. Yeah. And I feel maybe, very proud of my work. <laughs> maybe you're just ahead of your time, you know? Yo, I mean, the, do, do, we want, do we want a real answer to this or? No. I, uh, well, I guess I'll give my two cents. I mean, while you guys Google and see pictures on whether you would have done it or not. I do no, feel no, like no, 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 no. That's no, not no, the question. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me just make my point. Let me just make my point. I just feel like Kyle Walker 
you know, I, I think he was maybe trying to maintain a streak or something. I, you know, I just can't, I just can't imagine someone who like really needs to like go and like hook up with somebody or two people at once just to like keep a streak going or, you know, get it out of my system or whatever. Like, you know, you have some sort of self-control that you can easily exercise in times like this. So I feel like he's done like a really stupid thing. I mean, obviously given the fact that Boris Johnson is now on, on a ventilator, like this is a, this is a, this is like the dumbest thing he's ever done. Also, I think there was news of Guardiola's mom being affected by this. She died. And, and that's his manager, isn't it? Yo, his manager's not going to take, I mean, lightly to this, right? That, I was reading on something and they're, they're saying Man City are very upset with him. Uh, and that makes sense, right? Because A, you're a role model. B, you are putting yourself at risk and you are an asset to the football club. Like, it, it is a stupid thing to do. And what, what, what makes it dumber is these are escorts and what better marketing than to post your story of, you know, hooking up with a professional football player. Like the girl's name is out there. Her pictures, like, you know, those pictures you take like in front of your house in the garden, like, Oh, and send to your family for Christmas pictures. One of them looks like that. And it's there. <laughs> like This was, she probably planned this or someone planned this and either he fell for it or he was just plain dumb. And I think, well, it could be both. He's just a very, very stupid person. Uh, I like the marketing angle. Like other blokes are going to be like, "Oh yeah, I want what Kyle Walker had." You know what? If you're if you if you follow Deli Ali, then probably that's how these guys think. Like, they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they always move say, like that. They always say, "Don't underestimate how stupid footballers are," and it's come up like, and it's a joke. I get it, but it's come up in countless interviews how you know footballers will say yes, like people in the dressing room that I know are idiots. Like you know, yeah, yeah, you can't really start thinking what. It's just different, like the amount of money you have, how young you are. Like, you know, if, if someone's lifestyle is that they're famous and rich and they hook up with someone every couple of days, then, you know, maybe, yes, maybe three weeks is too long for them. You know, maybe. Yeah, and, I mean, it, 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 there's, a, there's a point there in that these guys are used to getting whatever they want whenever they want it, pretty much, right, at this level. And, and you so, remember Ribéry and, and, and Benzema, right? Yeah. Like, Ru, even Rooney did this, right? It's just, this is not a the weird whole, thing. The whole of the Leicester team with their manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was this in Thailand? With their manager. Like, I can't believe we're surprised. Like, that's why I'm saying I'm not surprised about the act. I'm just surprised about how often these people do this and don't think it's going to come out. Wait, wait, Mahadud, just to add to that. The whole of the Leicester team with their manager in the country of their owners on a trip paid for by the owners. And, and then they got <laughs> racist after. And there was racial stuff too. Unreal. I mean, if we're going to go down the angle of you know, footballers being stupid, there is the recent example of Ronaldinho kind of have a fake Paraguayan passport with his name and picture. <laughs> I mean, as if he isn't well-known enough in South America, like, come on, buddy. Like, at least, yeah, like, he thinks... He thinks he's going to show up in the airport of, in, in some South American country and they're going to be like, who is this? Hi, my name is Frank. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was his actual name. It was actually his real, like, Ronaldinho, like, actual, whatever, D'Souza, whatever name, and his picture. Like, as if people don't already know who he is. Ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm very curious because, like, it, he showed up in, in, in the country and he was greeted like he and his mate or his brother or whoever it was were greeted by someone who gave them the passports. Like, were they expecting them to be different? So he's a very recognizable human being. Like, no, but also Ronaldinho is a bit of an idiot. Like we know that. Like, yeah, 
wasted his playing career, he's wasted his social life after football. Like he's just he's he's turned out unfortunately a bit, you know, unstable. Like we know that. I mean, it's not just that he's famous. It's that, you know, in South America, like, football is life. Like, everybody knows who Ronaldinho is, especially people in Paraguay, because, you know, they didn't have a Ronaldinho. He was always playing against Paraguay and defeating Paraguay. How dare you talk shit about Roque Santa Cruz? (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) the fact that he shows up with a Paraguayan passport, it's like, almost like, are you serious? Like, is this the best work you can do to, like, beat the immigration (laughs) authorities? Really? Like, if anyone yeah. here is going to watch soccer every night, it's definitely going to be the guys who are working in the immigration. But just okay, to jump in here, you yeah. guys know that Brazilians get free, like, no visa entry into Paraguay, right? But this is my... This <laughs> it is, just I'm makes so, it even worse. It just doesn't make any sense. And nothing about this. Like, why is he going there anyway? <laughs> yeah, doesn't he know about... Doesn't he know about... No Korea? visa entry. Why is he showing up with a Paraguay passport? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bizarre, absolutely bizarre. Oh, oh, um, I, I don't know if this is on the list, but Belgium is the first um, league to suspend the, the season pretty much and say it's cancelled, right? Belgium was it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's one of the leagues that can do it because they know there's only twelve people watching anyway. <laughs> oh, this is this is the slag off everybody part, eh? <laughs> no, no, it's not. I, I just Belgium is enjoyably small. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they shut down the league, which means who won it? Bruges, Club Bruges. Nice. But you know what's weird about the Belgian league? It's like, did you, I only realized, this, I even, I, someone told me this recently, you don't win the league because you have the most points. It's the top four teams or so go into a playoff MLS style, and that determines who wins the league and who gets champ, like, you know, European spots and all that type of thing. So... Oh. I thought about it and I was like, don't they have even less reason to cancel the league? Like, just because these other guys were 15, like, Bruce were 15 points ahead. Like, if you go into a playoff, wouldn't you be more upset that they cancel the league? Like, that more than Liverpool, like, you know, the Premier League would, for example. I thought that was interesting, but well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because you could presumably do a little playoff fairly quickly once it all dies down. Yeah. Although, I mean, Club Bruges are. 15 points clear at the top of it. Anyway, it's weird. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen that the problem with that argument is we've seen worse. Like if you were, let's say if this was in the 14, 15 season and you condemned Leicester to go down because you're like, well, they're definitely going to go down now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you just, unfortunately, until it's mathematically proven, you can't. The, the two things though that I'm really upset about more than the seasons is um, the Spurs documentary. I really hope they still bring it out as Mourinho was like kind of losing his shit. Um, <laughs> really still want to see that so i hope they don't cancel that for any reason you know because it can still show like half a season or whatever's worth right i hope they still show him walking around pissed off in his house with his dog or something like that would be prime footage oh yeah there's going to be so much gold on that it's going to be unreal and but i think i think we'll get our full our full quota there because couldn't they just shut down production while this is going on like maybe film a few bits here and there and then just start back up again yeah maybe Maybe, so but we'll probably get it later, but right. So, are we gonna get a Sunderland till I die part three, though? Uh, well, okay, let's go on to it. So, we've all seen it, right? Yeah, yes, we have. Okay, I, I still uh, haven't finished it, but yeah, we can talk about it. Where are you now? Uh, it's like episode three, but let's let's go on, let's talk about it because I read, I read up a lot wow. of stuff, so I know what's going on. Okay, all right. Uh, Roche, um, what was your favorite part or most memorable moment? Um, well, I have to say there was a 
a part that really struck me hard, and that was uh, Josh Maga when he ended up leaving Sunderland, and the entire <laughs> gotcha, build yeah. up to his yeah the entire build up to his transfer. So like you know the season starts and he's banging in the goals and uh, everyone's loving him and he's telling the fans that he's gonna stay at Sunderland, and um, you know the whole time the management is like offering him contracts and he's not really responding. He just says talk to my agent, and you can kind of see where this is going because you know it's Sunderland. Um, but then just the fact that he ends up leaving without actually giving them any advance notice. I mean, you know, if, if, if the opportunity is there, you know, let them know you're leaving. He ended up giving them six days of the transfer window in January to find a replacement striker. And to me, that was almost a bit of a dick move to the club. I mean, the club really wanted him there. He, he made his name there. He built his brand there to make his big international move. And um, I felt that, you know, just kind of like leaving them high and dry at the end of that was a bit dickish. But of course, it's Netflix at the end of the day, so you don't know what actually happened. Can can I ask, um, so he he was a youth player, right? Like he came from from the academy or was he brought in? I don't remember. He was that brought far. in. So he he grew, he's from London. He grew up. He went. He bounced around a few teams in the south, and then he ended up. At so he had like a one season contract or something. Uh, I don't know exactly, but so he joined them at like well, his first professional contract was with them, which was probably a two or three year deal. Because I was wondering, you know, that thing where if an academy player leaves at the end of their contract, and you you know he's part of your academy, the fee is actually um, determined by tribunal. Right, like when we when United lost yes. Pogba, <clears throat> Juventus had to pay us four million because he was trained by us by the academy, even though he went for free. So I'm wondering if that wasn't told to us or that just didn't apply in this particular instance because they would still get money if it's by a tribunal, but maybe that didn't apply in this case. They, they, I mean, allegedly they got around one, one point five, maybe two million. Yeah, that seemed like such a small amount. They ended up paying. Well, this is a bit of a spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it, but you know, they they got one to one and a half for Josh Madja. Um, who was who banged in about 17 goals in half a season, and then they ended up getting little Greg is on fire. Your defense is terrified, and he, you know, they paid 3.4 million for the guy, <laughs> three times over asking for him. So made a loss on that transfer, and Will Greg didn't fit into the team. So total tragedy, and Josh Maga totally, totally just, you know, just kind of left them high and dry. So that struck me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Mohaned, what did you think? You're you're always a proponent of take the move. Yeah, obviously, I, I, don't, I don't understand what we've been crying about. It's like, his contract's up, he can do whatever the hell he wants. I don't, like, well, sure, like, yeah, like, it's a, it's a big opportunity, but don't you feel like there's a, there's a right way to make that move? No, no, you give your job two weeks notice, and then you, like, leave, what's the problem? Like, it is what it is, like, Sunderland, like, it's not like, it's not like, you know, he's, he's playing for some phenomenal team. Like, it's Sunderland, man, like, he's in, the, he's in League One. Like, anybody wants to get out. Actually, yeah, you know, I mean, you did say two-week notice. I think he gave them, like, zero notice. No. Six days advance warning. No. Six days to find a replacement. If anything, they've known for a year that he's got only a year in his contract. It's not, you know, what is he supposed to do? Like, just stay and then rot in League One because what? Like, no. I, yeah. I, I, well, no, he can, he can definitely move. And sorry, Alex, I <laughs> cut you off that. But, yeah, he can definitely make his move. But obviously, I felt like, you know, if it was me, I would have been like, you know what, I am going to move. But, uh, you know, here's at least 
two weeks or you know longer than six days to find the replacement. I, I, highly doubt, I highly doubt if you are seeing like tripling your salary that you're gonna somehow not do it or whatever. Like these things happen so fast and like no, who said that whatever was it Bordeaux or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, who said that Bordeaux was in there since the beginning? Like these things happen at the very end too. And you know the same way the same way um, Will Griggs left Wigan in the last. The hour, the minutes of the transfer window, like these—I don't know. I just—I see it less of a humanitarian thing. Like it's—it's it's all money at the end of the day, and and it's fair. He wants to leave. He gave them what he could, and that's it. I think you also have to look at it from the perspective of it's like, think of it as a job, right? If you get a better deal anywhere, you're not telling. You know, you might say, "I'll give you my two weeks' notice to your company," but if you move to a competitor in your industry, they're going to walk you out the door immediately. Right. So you're going to you're going to find the best time for you to leave and give them the short notice as you can because you move into a competitor. It's the same thing in football. Like he wasn't there for 10 years and he's a legend or whatever. It's none of that. This, this is a business. Now he went to Bordeaux. He actually did really well. And he got a call up to, to Nigeria. So his his career has done even more than what he wanted so hey, you know, the I important stuff right? <laughs> well important i can't stuff. he's getting visibility now right and you said alex he's gonna get into the premier league eventually as a mm-hmm. result right um but also i think clubs are very very willing to throw players away <laughs> and, and treat them way. like and treat them like shit whenever they need to that if a player does it it's like oh no you, you didn't treat them right like i don't know man i feel like you gotta do what you gotta do that, that's that's the thing. That's what I was gonna kind of gonna comment on. Like the loyalty is, it, it has to be two way to 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 mean anything. And and the club, like let's not let's not you know be around the bush. If the club wants to get rid of a player, they do it. They don't give the player any notice. They say, by the way, look, your transfer list to go find yourself a new club. So you know, in the in this circumstance, yeah, it was easy to feel feel sorry for Sunderland, especially because like every, everything else about the club was shit, and he was just the shining light. But as Mohan had said, they had plenty of time to realize what was going on in that situation and to try and find a replacement, and they they massively failed to do it. And the, the, uh, it, best, sorry, Alex, the best yeah. part about this whole thing wasn't even footballing. The best part was that whoever this managing director, whoever was oh, like, the marketing man, yeah, the him. Whenever, when, just the way he called every marketing person that or that preceded him there an idiot. Like it's, yeah, I loved that bit. So, so the thing was that he was like, as he was a, a, an easily hateable character, but he was right about most things. Yeah, it's just yeah. the way he delivered it. Was, he was also was, very negative. He was very <laughs> negative person. Yeah, um, but like he just called like that that you know the 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 little kerfuffle on the sideline with that lady, and then she got laid off, and then like yeah. he just called everybody an idiot. He's like, I can't believe these guys work here. <laughs> well, I was, I enjoy that guy. I I, think- I like it. You know, like he's the type of guy you need. You need sometimes an asshole who will get shit done. And considering, like, I know they didn't get promoted, but what did they finish? Fifth, sixth, or something? Like, they it, they did make progress, and did make progress on the back of him in many ways, right? Like, so you know, I I, I, I like the guy. I, I think I like it was the change in uh, in music that that really made all the difference. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was for me. <laughs> it was for me that trash. was the standout scene. Is is him <laughs> sitting in front of the like five clueless, don't give a shit employees who have been doing the same thing for twenty five years, and he's like trying to recreate recreate his clubbing glory days. Also, you could see you could see that he's a bit of a, a hothead, like in the stands when like his wife is there and he's absolutely losing his shit, and she's like, "Calm the fuck down." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Honey, you have to calm down." <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyways, that also reminds me of, uh, you know, yeah, his personality, very polarizing personality. But obviously, he's trying to get stuff done. And you can just see, like, even the interaction he had when he was trying to, you know, they tried to go for an attendance record on Boxing Day. And, um, like, his assistant came up to him and he was like, okay, well, what are the numbers? You know, she came up to him and said, oh, yeah, those numbers. And he's like, okay, what are they? And he's like, and she's like, oh, I need to make a call and find out. And it's like, oh, well, you didn't have the numbers ready in your head. Then why'd you come up to me? Like, I was just like looking at that. And I was like, yeah, huh. it was ruthless. Eh? Yeah, that, that was a weird decision on, on her part. Yeah, yeah, it's like so noticeable too. Yeah, I'm with him on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, anything else on, on Sunderland till I die? No. Actually, yes. Oh God! <laughs> just quickly, I mean, overall, even though they underperformed and didn't get automatic promotion in the season, they still had two Wembley appearances, and they failed in both of them. And I feel like, you know, after all the heartbreak their fans have been experiencing, like just the fact that now they're on Netflix and failing on a world stage, like double whammy Wembley in ten days, like I don't know, I kind of felt the pain. And um, I know Alex. <laughs> Alex, I know you're going to bring this up in like 10 seconds about your uh, FM escapades, but I felt personally like if I had the time right now, I would love to open a new game in FM and take Sunderland to win the Champions League. Okay, okay. In, in, Roche, that sentence alone ruins my day because <laughs> <laughs> Roche on her thread was like, you know what? I feel like managing Sunderland. Then he goes, you know what? I don't have time. And it's like, the only thing we have right now in this corona situation is time. We will like, never have more of it. Like, <laughs> Roche just took a walk to, uh, like, he walked his, his, his girlfriend to work. And I'm like, that's great. You got time for a walk. Now go play some FM and Manny Sunderland, for goodness sake. Like, you got loads of time, bro. I feel, yeah, I feel well, like I, I don't want to get uh, in. Sorry, sorry, Mana, go ahead. I was, no, I was saying, I feel like your latest contribution about this topic was 90% spoiler. Very much so. What? It was like 90% spoiler. Like, Bernie now cannot, like, that's it. Bernie's like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm sorry to have that effect on you. I will watch so I it. I will. That- I mean, we might as, well, might as well go the whole way at this point. Um, uh, this is a spoiler, uh, but it's funny. So, at the end of the season, they sack their manager for not getting promoted. And uh, the next season, uh, they well, this season that hasn't finished, they are nowhere near getting promoted. They're like, mid, they're like mid-table. But like, what? Like, I don't know. I, I've, I've only seen three episodes, but I like that guy. Like, I thought he was a great coach. Like, he seemed like a kind of guy you'd want to play for unless something happens later on that I don't know. Which you can tell me now. <laughs> no, I mean... No, I, that was actually players. one of the more disappointing. Sorry, Manu. I was going to say shit players. Oh, he no. has shit players. Yeah, well, he's shit players, but like not for League One. Like their 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 budget and their wages and stuff, and the players that they have are not are not bad for League One. But They're their budget, for, you know, their budget, and the players that they have are actually part of their problem. <laughs> they need to get rid oh. of the expensive ones and and keep the Absolutely. youth or whatever movements that they're going through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, listen to this. <laughs> Sky News, right? It's like coronavirus. Who steps in to run the country if Boris Johnson can't? And some guy on Twitter went, Hiddink. That's very good. That is excellent. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Speaking of people that run things, um, 
Fabio Capello did an interview the other day uh, in which he spoke candidly about his time as England manager, um, including that he asked the players who should go in goal. When, uh, who was it that made the mistake in the World Cup? Uh, was it Green? Rob Green. And so the other two goalkeepers were David James, um, who he literally describes as Calamity James. Um, <laughs> And Joe Hart, who at the time was only like 21, 22. And apparently he asked the players who should go and go. And they said James. So that's what he did. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wait, after which game? You know, after, the, was it USA? Oh, after Rob so, Green messed up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. Did, did, did Rob Green have a vote? <laughs> Maybe. Because, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, why vote. not? He got one vote. Oh, man. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't disagree. It was, it was Fabio Capello's decision to have a player vote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really disagree. I mean, if you're going to make a decision that's going to, you know, drop the goalkeeper after a howler, you want to make sure that the entire squad's going to, you know, agree with your decision. Otherwise, you you risk having uh, infighting in the squad. Like, oh, the manager, you know, then it's easy to blame the manager. Like, oh. He didn't show faith in the player after a mistake, and we didn't agree with his decision, and then we weren't able to play our best game. So I don't know. I I don't disagree with that decision. Yeah, and, and England England need any any host of excuses they can get. So um, <laughs> I mean, it, it reminds me that Arsenal picked their captain this season, um, or whenever when Emery was here, also based on a player vote. So you know, maybe it's the way to go. Uh, this is, sorry, Bernie, Bernie, please. More. Sorry, go, go ahead, Roche. Go ahead. I was just going to say this, this brings me to the whole, oh, England should have done better on an international stage and why are they so shit? And uh, I almost feel like maybe that's a, uh, an alley that we don't want to go down under. Well, it's, it's the same Gerard Lampard's Coles conversation. Like on paper, they look phenomenal, but we know a team isn't just kind of the, the names on paper, right? And that, that's always been their problem, so. Um, but I think there's there's no excuse for England not to do better when you have people like uh, what's his name, uh, like when you see Greece winning something, that Portugal team not even a good one winning something, um, to an extent, you know, it's just England and Holland to me are the same, except Holland had the 1978 and they had better players. Like, there's no excuse for those two teams not to have won something. It's just there's none. I, I can't. I can't. I can't be, get with that. doesn't make sense. They had good so enough players Bernie, for a long enough time. But, but Bernie, like, A, Holland has what percentage of the population that England does? Like, it, it's a lot less. Like and nothing. B, at least they, they coach their kids and they play good football and they, they like, have a system. Whereas, and England are, are moving towards that now, but for years, like, England never had that. They, but they I just think... pick the biggest, fastest kids, chuck them in, in, in the team, tell them to run around. Like, A, I mean, he, okay, here's a good quote from, from the interview. I just looked it up. And, and it says, the question is simple. Why? The answer is complex, a portrait of multiple system failure. Starting with the simple, let's address the most basic question. Why did England go 10 years without finding a good fit for Lampard and Steven Gerrard? Capello says, because they've played in the same place. Why not remove one of them then? Because the other players aren't better, he replies, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex asked um, which players have been popping up during like the nostalgic YouTube videos and that Portuguese team from I think Euro 2008 man are oh, Consessao and Nuno Gomes and yes. oh, God, those Nunu. Are 
I was like, I absolutely, I, I remember it wasn't 2008, it was 2002, um, no, Euro 2000, because I remember it was my first kind of major tournament that I remember. Was Pauletta there? Not he would have been. Was he? He wasn't in any of the highlights, but it was Nuno Gomez and Constantin for sure. Um, and Rui Costa. I just, mm. I just remember them and like Toldo as the Italian keeper. Like, man, that tournament was fire. Two thousand euro for me was a yep. beat. and Henri killed it in the group stage, and everything was just oh, that, man. that Totti Panenka. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so so this this is kind of my point is when we talk about England having some of the best players in the world, we kind of momentarily forget that everyone else had. Incredible players too. That's the thing. Like That's I'm looking thing. at these squads, and yeah, like Rui Costa, Sapinto, Sergio Conceição. I mean, Abel Xavier doesn't really count, but you know, Paulo Bento, Pauleta, Capucho. It's it's incredible. But Alex, I'll say it again. England had David Beckham, who was the best player in the world in '98. No, no, no. David Beckham was not the best player. In he the was world. the best player in the world '99. Okay, we'll, 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 we won't get into this. It's an absolute fact. He should have won the Ballon d'Or and the FIFA World Player of the Year. Mohanid, please, your stage is. Oh no, 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 no! I'm tired. I'm tired, man. <laughs> I don't want to lose Alex as a friend. Yeah, Bernie, I have to say this is a this is a dangerous argument, and you're kind of putting Alex in a in an uncomfortable position. But no, 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 I'm no, no, very no, no. comfortable. Alex is, Alex is a traitor yeah, to his own people. First off, I'm, I'm completely comfortable. <laughs> well, I, you know the point. You know, you make a great point on like England. We've talked about the lack of philosophy on a national level, but it, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't add up because England are known over the centuries for like having developed like an army that you know so, like is is a you know, fundamental core to their belief is is uh, discipline and organization. And so just the fact that they don't have that in their sports teams and they don't have the mental toughness just kind of says maybe there's a maybe there's a bit of fraud over here R- maybe Roche, Roche, a bit of fraud. You, Roche, you said fraud okay let me explain to yeah. you the english army the english army at the time was complete fraud you know why because they went and they colonized and then got other people to fight their battles for them so they don't actually know how to fight themselves Sounds when you ask them to go fight by themselves to be honest you know I mean, yeah, if you can, nat- why did they naturalize? <laughs> no. Why didn't they naturalize Nikhil Arteta when they had the chance then, huh? The very, the very <laughs> earliest Alex form think? of delegation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They should have done uh, what Spain did with, what's that, what was that Brazilian guy? Um, the guy oh, who played Diego Costa. Senna. Senna. And then yes. Costa. You know how vital Senna was to them actually starting to become who they were? And That's England were like, remember that was those arguments? No, we'd never do that. We would never naturalize. Yes. Like, are you insane? Yes. And, and, and to be honest, Bernie, like, it, it's a funny point. And yeah, they should have got Arteta, except I think it was an Arteta Almunia two for one deal. And no oh, one wanted shit. that. Um, <laughs> but but to, to that point, like, there is also uh, a great deal of arrogance about England and especially about English football in that for years, you know, it's a very insular country. We're, you know, Brexit is the best example. Everyone's like, we don't need foreigners. We don't need foreign influence. Even meanwhile, you know, foreign players have made the Premier League what it is and, and taught English players things that the English were never going to teach themselves. But for a long time, like, they'd show up at these tournaments expecting to win them just because they're England. Guys, the best name ever in football. Muzi, is it? Yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't know his name Mata, was Mustafa. You didn't even say it right. You, you did this whole build-up and you didn't even say his name right. Mazi. I'm sorry, Rishé. I'm sorry to have ruined your week. I didn't Mazi. know his name was Mustafa for the longest time. Like, yes, I no Mustafa idea. Kemal. Is it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, dear. Wow. Yeah, he's Turkish, isn't he? Yeah, he's Turkish, played for Leicester and Chelsea. 
Birmingham. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I think he's yeah, won like a trophy. And Thurmiston Town, one appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Anyway, um, I, I, there there are some stories. I I, I think um, you know the, the newspapers and to some extent us the fans are kind of uh, willing football to come back by talking about it to some extent because there are transfer rumors I've noticed in the last week have started to pop back up into the papers so I wanted to run some of these by you and see what you thought um, so uh, uh, this one's amusing to all parties uh, Jesse Lingard linked with Arsenal um, Mohamed uh, you were put on suicide watch when you saw this yeah no I told you guys that this was the first time this rumor came up I told you if that actually happens I would stop supporting <laughs> Um, yeah. So that's never going to happen. And I read the article. You know, it was a sensational headline, but it was just one of those. You know, all all the article said was that Arsenal have a history of blah 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 of of you know buying want away United players that United don't want, like Sylvester. And, you know, that's all it said. Sylvester Welbeck. Yeah. Who else? Anyone else? I feel like I there's one it. more. I can't remember. Hmm. We didn't really want Van Persie anymore. <laughs> Can you restate the question, Alex? Uh, well, it, it was just, Jesse Lingard's been linked with Arsenal. What was your reaction? <laughs> Thank God. Please take him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not going to happen. There's no way. Arteta's too, like, yeah, no chance. Well, Arteta has, he did get corona, so he, he might have been... A bit loopy? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the side effects of Corona, you want to you want to sign <laughs> Andres Linger. It's a symptom you really have to look out for. Yeah, yeah. yeah the minute the minute I start to warm up to the idea, I need to go see somebody. Yes. Uh, all right. Um, staying on the uh, the sort of Arsenal vein, uh, Bakari Sanya has been in in the paper, um, saying that uh, Arsenal really need to not sell Aubameyang this summer. Um, Bernie. What do you think? Because basically Arsenal are coming up to a situation where Aubameyang and Lacazette have one year left on their contract. They're probably going to have to sell one or the other or both. What um, would you do? I, th- I think you get rid of Lacazette as quickly as you can. Uh, you can still make, what, 40 million on Lacazette, what? I think. Who the oh. hell is going to pay 40 million? Atleti, the stupid. <laughs> I just think you can. Like he's 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 not old, and he has a not too bad goal scoring record. But, yeah, but I just don't think. Left. Is it one? Sorry, did you say he has one year? Yeah. Oh, oh. One never mind. Year, Bring one that year down. Forty million. One year of forty million. We suggest he's worth like. 85. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring that down. My bad. <laughs> bring that I mean, down. Remember but that you- Atleti paid 60 million for Diego Costa, who had what, maybe a year, maybe two. I think the problem, the difference between the two is Aubameyang is way and above the better player, but I don't think he's easily movable. I, I, I just, I'm not sure where, like, I'm not sure, not that he's not good. I don't know what the market is for Aubameyang. Like, who's interested? Like, I don't know. You guys tell me. I, I, Barcelona I, to replace Suarez, you know, for is that the thing? years. Um, is that Madrid. the rule? The Barcelona the of- thing does keep coming up. Yeah. Really? I've never seen that. I never saw that link. I mean, yeah, they, they they want to replace Suarez soon, uh, you know. And but you replace Suarez any... with a thirty-one-year-old? <laughs> he's already yeah, thirty-one. Aubame... Like, what's the point of that? Yeah, but Aubameyang, like in his playing style and how he is physically fit right now, he's got a 
two, three good seasons. Like, as, as good as Aubameyang is, to me, that would just continue the stupidity of Barcelona's transfer business. And oh, they yeah. have been very, yeah. very, very stupid of, of recent times. Yeah. I, I, well, I, spent, I don't get it. Spent 120 on a 29-year-old Griezmann. Who they want to now Griezmann, But that was stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I'm... I would hate to see Aubameyang leave in the big, you know, mostly because he's he's a lovely bloke who's very entertaining, uh, and also the only one at Arsenal who consistently scores goals. Um, and so, from a goals point of view, like they'd have to really get the recruitment right to replace him, or, or Arsenal would be even more mid-table than we are now. Um, but I'm kind of leaning towards. Because they're going to have to give it to key, to get him to stay. They have to give him a pay rise, and he's already on what like 200, 220, yeah. something, something yeah. mental. And you don't give someone a pay rise for for the last few years of their career. You just don't. Like it doesn't make any sense. Unless you're so, a- unless you're a- <laughs> yeah. We've seen how well that worked. Um, so I'm oh, kind of leaning towards just flogging both of them, to be honest, what? and then restarting. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. That's bold and ambitious. The problem, the problem is, Alex, we, we, you're assuming that the money will be well spent. I'm, no, I'm not assuming it. I'm just hoping. Yes. So I'm not going to assume it's well spent. So I'm going to just play Aubameyang for another year. Hopefully, this is the year that Arteta can get us back in Champions League. Then he can leave. I don't want his 30 million. We're not going to do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, but we might end up swapping him for Mkhitaryan or something. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I want to bring have up. Is Mkhitaryan still on our books? Yeah, yeah, but he's going. It's that's getting closer and closer. Even he's saying that. So you guys are in. He's going to have a reprieve. Mm, it's true. All right. Next transfer rumor: uh, Liverpool have been urged to join Bayern Munich in the race to sign Leroy Sané from Manchester City this summer. Uh, the person doing the urging is Danny Mills. He's an idiot. <laughs> it's also not much of a race because Sané has only one leg. Hey. Moving on. Yeah, that's not happening. I just want, is Sonny still going to be useful, or is he like falling off now? We don't know. Fine. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, we don't know for sure. I, I just this is Danny Mills who said that where would Messi fit at Manchester City, but he can find a place for Sané at Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, bruv. Like he, we're not even sure if he starts at Liverpool, even if he's fully fit. So he plays on Mane. He does it. I mean, you're going to replace Mane? You're not. No. You're just not. But anyway, yo, Mars, Mars, Mars would would keep Sunny out if Sunny was fully fit. Like that's how. Like no, it's crazy. Yo, stay, staying in Germany though. Mm. The, there's a lot of noise about Jaden Sancho to Man United, and it's coming from the Honigsteins build. People who are reputable people are saying that he is very, very interested, and United are very willing to pay the fee. It seems, on the surface of it, like this is going to happen. None, none of them have contracted COVID, right? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> but Bernie, you know the main reason why this is not going to happen? It's because I really don't want it to. Oh, oh. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I'm so sorry. That's always when it happens, when you don't want it to. <laughs> no, no matter how bad the United are on the pitch, they are so strong financially that players get sucked in to this project like there's like sancho will just get sucked in by the money and this idea that things are gonna are in the up like it's gonna suck and i think it's gonna happen because united have that power man it's so annoying i don't know who was talking about this the other day about friends but 
if you listen to Rashford and the way he's talking about Sancho in interviews, this thing is very far and it's very advanced negotiations at this point. Like those guys are best buddies at this point, and you can see Rashford talking about him recently. Guys, I think this is going to happen. And Alex, you know how much I like Sancho, and you know how, I, how much I love Bruno. This would be the best day of my life. <laughs> and Alex also likes Sancho. Which yeah, I mean, Sancho is amazing. Better. That's why I don't want it to happen. It's incredible. And he and Bruno, like, I, I don't want to think about that at all. Um, <laughs> but it, it's horrible. But I will just say to your point about him being Rashford being friends, there, there are plenty of videos of him and Reese Nelson saying that they're best friends. So, oh, hmm. you're going to pay in installments there, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll give you one. We'll, we'll give Dortmund one limb of Pepe uh, every three months. Wow. How, yeah, so we're only paying four limbs? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, Pep is another one that needs to step up so I can enjoy my life. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about his existence. Yeah, same. Wasn't yeah. he starting to play a bit better? 70 million, mate, and Alex wants to sell Aubameyang and replace. <laughs> <laughs> Need to make me. that money back. Please. You need to make that money back. Anyways, what else is in the stupid rumor mill because people are bored? Uh, what else have you got? <laughs> Let me take a look. What else um, is going where? Oh, that was it. <laughs> um, wait, Diego Jota is playing uh, a lot of football manager. He's uh, managing Telford United and he's already into season 2029. Uh, I'm sorry, this what? is what I was going with this. Sorry? Go on, any one of you, because I was just going to say I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Alex, wait, wait, hold on. We need to wrap this up what? in five minutes. Okay. FYI. Uh, but yeah. Alex, tell us about your FM uh, campaign with Norwich. Uh, Norwich um, uh, won the league. It took about five seasons. So who's your, who's your current starting 11 or your best starting 11 at, at any point? Uh, like, just tell us a few big names. Yeah, yeah. well, Ma- Max Ahrens is the right back and he's, he's absolutely world class. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jonathan David became the best striker in the world, basically, with Alfonso Davies on the left wing. Those two were, were <laughs> incredible. Guys, he guys, no, no, no. Canada. Alex has assembled uh, his ultimate hipster eleven. Like he did it. He actually did it. I, I actually this. did. Ricardo, Ricardo, or Cellini on the right wing. Absolutely <laughs> killed it. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't remember who was in the midfield. So no, no, like no proper big big names. Like he didn't sign like an Aguero. No man, it's Norwich. Yeah, but you won the league. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wanted Alex is very different from you. Alex is a development manager. He requires <laughs> patience, and it will take him five years to do so. Mohamed is like, listen, if your name isn't Aguero, I don't even want to hear you about hearing hear your voice. No. Bro, but, bro, but to Alex, be fair, Alex has played five seasons. I played the first transfer deadline. That's what I was going to say. Mohamed needs the big things to happen immediately. Oh, man, immediately. And, and I don't save. I'm like four weeks ahead. And if I don't sign anybody, back to this point. <laughs> Obviously, I have to, like, I basically spend every dollar that Arsenal give me in that first transfer window. And I throw the Champions League and the league. <laughs> I play football manager the exact same way every time. <laughs> oh my god! Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's fun. That's fun. And then oh. I sell obviously Shaka and everybody. Of good call. Good call. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll leave. We'll leave with this. Um, 
Ivan Gazidis has said that uh, it is the responsibility of the clubs to bring joy back to the people once this coronavirus thing is over. Um, and, you know, as we know, Mohamed, as Arsenal fans and as AC Milan fans have, have discovered, this is a man utterly incapable of bringing any joy to anyone. Well, if, if he wants to bring uh, joy and entertainment back, then it's uh, a public square, you know, with um, I don't know, fans of Arsenal and AC Milan clobbering him. <laughs> Speaking of joy, Alex, 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 you yes. forgot about the greatest transfer rumor that has graced us. What's that? Um, it's a link. It's a player linked to Arsenal. Oh, here we go. If it's Lingard, then we already talked no, about it. No, it's not. It's a Turkish dude. No, no, no. We're not doing this. No, absolutely <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Alex? Absolutely not. Uh, Why do you keep uh, saying Alex? You can end the podcast now. Like, you know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a real player, and it's a real story. There's a player linked to Arsenal. All right. Tell a us Dutch what player. Yeah. Uh, his name is, yeah, he's a Turkish player oh. and um, he's 20 years old. He was born in the year 2000. What is his name? His first name is Orkun. Yeah. And his last name, I think, at least, the suspense. Is you. <laughs> Once more for those in the back. <laughs> well, let's say it, let's all say it together on three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is this part getting in? Is this part getting in? We'll leave that uh, up to your discretion, Bernie. Uh, for, honestly, for the listeners, this is a real transfer rumor, and uh, it's not like something I made up. So no, I really hope that Arsenal signed both Lingard and Cockchu, and Cockchu's older brother. Wow. Cockchu, too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, it's okay. it's okay. We're allowed. We're allowed to sign Like It's been isolation for like a month. That's Will Roche listen to this part of the podcast? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you What's wrong with this? It's a real transfer rumor. All right. Anyway, Alex, anyway. send us home. <laughs> I'll send you all off. <laughs> yes. okay. No, Roche, you're right. It is a real transfer rumor. God forbid it ever happens. We'll, we'll never live it down. Um, <laughs> okay. That's it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss. I really have no idea, but we'll we'll work it out in in the nick of time. Bernie, maybe thank you. Maybe we'll just uh, bash the Liverpool and Spurs officials who don't want to pay their their uh, staff wages uh, next time oh, on the pod. Oh yes, Liverpool have just turned that round after public pressure. We will see what else happens. Mahana, thank you. Thank you. And Roche, thank you. Thank you very much for Enjoy the red card. Enjoy googling Orkan Kokchup. I've already googled. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.